You're listening to the Pinball Podcast. Okay, it's Sunday slash Monday, May 13th, 14th, and where I'm at, it is 1.17 in the morning. Jessica, where you're at, what time is it? It's 5.17 p.m. But tomorrow, right? You know, it's... Uh, or is it still Sunday? It's Sunday. Oh, we're on the same day, okay. So it's not Sunday slash Monday, it's just... Sunday, May 13th. Yes. But it was just barely Saturday, if not too long ago for me. So, <laughs> and where in the world are you? Um, I'm in Burley Waters on the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia. Okay. So you've been there uh, two weeks. About two weeks. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, we're going to have to get into what that's all about in a minute. Um, or like now because there's no news <laughs> so so, so we can't we can't save what we've been doing in pinball for after news so all the people who <laughs> want to hear news before that we don't have anything for you anyway no um, this is good because um my australian friends who listen specifically to hear themselves mentioned um had asked for like a timestamp of when I would mention them. And now I could just be like, no, you can just listen to the beginning of the episode. Yeah. You don't have to wait until the end. So well, they can skip a minute 56 if they want. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think we should just get right in with the, um, Aussie Odyssey three. Is this the third time around? Right? No, this is the second visit. Oh, I thought that the last one was the second, but I don't know. I got up at five o'clock this morning to go fly fishing and I'm kind of tired. So my brain's <laughs> way less effective than normal. Oh, and I should mention, um, for those that want to, uh, check out what's going on with the whole, uh, Mount Rushmore pinball thing, we got a ton of votes and it was really fun compiling that spreadsheet and seeing how the votes went. We'll pick the first face, but we'll do that a little bit later. Um, so, don't think we forgot about that. And I'll make announcements outside the show because I know a lot of votes came in from other people who saw or shared the voting document that may not actually listen to the show or they may not listen to every episode. So I'll put stuff out there. But we'll talk about that a little bit later when I'm ready for a fight. Right now, I just <laughs> let's just be chill. I want to hear how things are going, what you've been doing, and who you've been talking to. Okay, do I have to recount everyone I've been talking to? Because that's going to take some time. Um, I would actually like more than just who you've been talking to, but what you've actually been saying to each other. So. Oh, all right. Well, then no, you I'm, require just, taps. Do this how you want to do this, but uh, <laughs> let's get into what you've been doing. Oh, oh, by the way, so the intro music there is pretty old. Any idea what it was from? I couldn't hear it very well. I didn't think you could. It always comes through really quiet when I play it live. So it does. What Hopefully on the recording it's audible, but um it's it's from the old NES video game. Uh now 
proper pronunciation, if you want to be pretentious, is Ninja Gaiden. But it's, you know, everyone called it Ninja Gaiden growing up. And a Gaiden is a side story or like an additional story to a main story. So you on you're on you're like a pinball you're on a pinball Gaiden right now. So <laughs> okay, that happened because I couldn't think of any other dang thing to play. Um, I wasn't so consulted, but I I like where you're going with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's um, let's talk about what you've been up to. Okay. So. I, when I left Portland the night before I left, we had a CFF meeting, which was super fun. It was an excellent send off, um, on my, my journey. Oh, and I got a new tattoo. It's Tesla and it's amazing. So, <laughs> um, you know, things to do before I leave. So came out here, I'm staying with Dr. John and Emily and the fam. They're gracious enough to have me here again. So my First day, second day, my days are all messed up. Um, I also, if I'm speaking really slowly or weird, it's because I can hear myself after I talk. It's really weirding me out. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I, the good thing is I don't hear the echo, so I doubt it's picking up, but that, of course, means it is picking up, but oh, we'll no. deal with <laughs> no. It should be fine. I broke the podcast again. Um, yeah, so it was second or third day here. I think second. Dr. John threw a critical hit tournament at his spot here, the Pinball Grotto. Um, if anyone actually makes it over to this part of the world and is interested in playing some fun competitions, Dr. John's spot is excellent. His collection's really great. And it was Star Wars weekend, so there was a costume contest, so you had a lot of people who came in Star Wars garb, so that was pretty cool. This was the first critical hit that I actually got to play in, so I've run it before, but I haven't played in one. Um, I did okay until Emily, you know, uh, showered awful game-changing cards upon me <laughs> yeah i've been end. on the wrong end of card plays yeah it, it can change things pretty dramatically for the worse quickly yep so i was pretty much toast after that um and it got down to the top three and um so rusty got third dr john was tied and playing off for first with Travis and he beat him on creature to the point where he didn't have to really play his ball three very much so he like played some of it and then he drained because he had won and then uh, Travis played the card where he got to replay his whole game yeah <laughs> and then beat Dr. John's score but John's like oh I should have played out my game <laughs> like yep that's and it was a three strike version so that was it. He was out. And that's kind of where the finals came in. So I had a good time. Got to see some of the uh, Brisbane Pinball Mafia. They brought me ciders, which was appreciated, but maybe not the best idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there was Flip Frenzy at Netherworld. Again, I've thrown it, but I've never played in it. So that was amazing. I immediately got caught 
in two super long games of Lord of the Rings first thing in the morning. They can be quite long on that one. They can set it to two ball and everything. But my very first game, the guy I was playing played for like 20 minutes. I mean, if you just get into one or two multi balls, it's it's going to go for a while. Yeah. Um, I ended up playing the least number of games played all day. (laughs) (laughs) That that probably contributed (laughs) to that. So I obviously need to figure out how to play faster. I had some great games of uh, Walking Dead that day, though, and I actually had someone concede after my ball won. Oh, okay. Slapped them around hard enough that... They didn't want to have to spend the time to fight back. Which makes Uh, sense. Yeah, I was at a tournament, and um, on Spider-Man on ball one, I had, like, almost, almost half a billion, and the group basically conceded the first place and by ball three um i turn around and they're like we're just gonna plunge your ball off gentleman's agreement that we're not gonna chase it we're just gonna chase each other i was like okay Hmm. (laughs) it's fine i don't normally go for that but it was (laughs) such a wide gap that i get it no one wanted to grind out you know 45 minutes of play to try and catch where I was at. Yeah, that's fair. Have you done Frenzy before? No, I'd like to. It's really fun. I'm excited to do it again and try and work on my strategy. <laughs> uh, play fast. Yeah. My friend Ant, well, who beat me, he won one more game than I did but he played seven more games all day. So he lost more than I did, but right. won one more and that put him ahead of me, which he won't let me forget. Oh, okay. Well, uh, it's kind of hard. Like also along the lines with uh, critical hit is you have to play so much differently. Like in that situation where um, you have a good lead. So as soon as you take the lead on your ball three, you, you stop playing or you walk away. There are cards that like let people add an extra ball to the end of their game and things yep. like that. You, you have to just play everything fully out and um, it's completely different to what you're doing with the, you know, the frenzy where it's like uh, you got to get through things quickly. Um, once you gain that lead, um, end your game so you can move on. And so playing those in short order had to have been kind of weird mentally i would think but um they are anyway because they're just odd formats and you just approach things differently and it can take a time or two playing those formats to get it so definitely and when i threw frenzy the second one that i threw the one i did at c-bar one of the pieces of feedback that i got was that someone felt like they got stuck in a loop of playing the same games and I understand with, you know, a certain number of people and a certain number of pins that you may get into a rhythm of playing some, but I fully understood his frustration because I had to play six games of Walking Dead. It was like two or three games of Demo Man, uh, two games of Lord of the Rings. So I was getting stuck on really long playing games over and over again. Probably didn't do too many favors there. No. Um. And I should have walked away from a few games and I should have drained out a few balls, but I feel bad doing that. 
I know. That's I'd say like it just doesn't jive with what you're used to doing or how you want to play at times. But you gotta you gotta play odd sometimes in those things. So. <laughs> I always play odd. It's <laughs> it's just a matter of you know when you're playing, how do you say? I think I'm doing well enough that I don't have to finish actually playing my ball to beat you. I know. It just it feels rude. I don't it's know. all calculated, though, so it's not personal. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it was it was just a weird thing for me to adjust to, but it was really. Fun. I'm looking forward to doing it again. Um, and Scott. Barber, who designed the software for it, was running everything there, and um, yeah, it was great. Everything looked really good. His whole setup there is fantastic, so I had a great time. I will definitely do it again. Um, and then I also got to play in the Brisbane Pinball Club for the first time, and that's uh, qualifying, so they pick a set number of games, eight games. And you just go and play every game once and record your score. There's no additional buy-in or anything like that. And then top 16 um, qualified. So I qualified, which was good. And then played Trident, which I wanted to play Trident so bad all night. And um, I was playing against Tebow, and he chose Trident. And first game... He was player two, and he beat me just off of bonus, and I had had a zero flip ball five, so I was really, really super, uh, you know, happy with the machine at that point. Oh, and yeah. And then he um, set a new GC on our second game, so it's a best oh, of course. Three. Yep. So that was unsatisfying, and then I was done, but I went and played other things so that was awesome i stayed in the city for a few nights so um i had people who graciously let me crash with them so uh many thanks to all of my couch surfing hosts <laughs> who let me stay in Brisbane for a few nights um i wanted to stick around because i was going to be recording on the twitch stream at netherworld so i was hanging out there on Wednesday, Tuesday, a day during the week. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I was there. Um, it had to be Wednesday because it was the day before. So I was at Netherworld just playing some pinball and I happened to be standing by the bar and someone was putting initials up on dialed in and I see them entering WDX, which for anyone in Portland, uh, they will know that WDX is the initials of one of the pinball gangs in Portland called the Whiskey Dicks. And they are a, you know, somewhat rival gang to CFF. So I was like, huh, I wonder if that guy is with Whiskey Dicks because I don't know all of them. So I go over and I was like, hey, I've got to ask Whiskey Dicks. He was like, yeah, I was like, CFF. He's like, no way. <laughs> um, so I ran into Brian from Red Fang, who is a member and one of the founding members. And one of our players in Portland, um, Chris, who I played in tournaments with, he's also a member. So I sent him a message. I was like, look who I ran into because he's their road guy. Uh, 
So I had never met Brian. We live really close to each other in Portland, which is funny. Like our local bars, the one that I could go to that's closest to my house with pinball is, you know, the spot where he plays pinball. Um, Had never met him before, but here we are in Brisbane playing pinball together. They had just gone into town. So it was just this really random uh, coincidence chance meeting that I had seen him put initials up while I was sitting there. And that is crazy. Pinball has a way of making the world. Yeah. Pinball has a way of making the world a lot smaller at times. Yeah, definitely. They had just got into town and he hadn't even slept or anything. He was just waiting for his hotel room to open up and here he was. So, uh, we played a few games. I uh, showed him a couple, you know, games that he hadn't played before. Um, and then we did a best of three on Creature, which I'm happy to report I won. <laughs> um, otherwise, I don't know if the gang would let me back in the country. So, yeah, we did that. And they were playing. They're doing six shows in Australia and a couple in New Zealand. So they were just kicking the tour off like the next day. And I was doing the stream at Netherworld on Thursday, so I invited him back. And he actually showed up and came to play Trident with us on the Netherworld stream on Thursday. So um, I think it stays on Twitch. It's not fully archived, but it stays up there for a week. So if anyone's interested in seeing um, me and Jimmy and Vinny and Scott from Netherworld play some Trident um, with Brian from Red Fang, and hop on over to Twitch. Um, it's Netherworld Arcade is their handle on there. Yeah, so there's a there's a link to it on our Facebook page. Oh, you're so good. So. <laughs> it's um, there. Nice. Well, and then uh, Hugh hopped on the stream. Dave hopped on the stream. They're operators who have games at Netherworld. They're they're rad. Actually, I think Dave was just kind of in the background because Demo Man smelled like it was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so they were dealing with some stuff. Uh, yeah. and then we went to go see Red Fang. So Brian graciously offered us a uh, chance to go see the show. And it was so good. Um, went to a place called Brightside to go see them, which real weird place because, you know, kind of rock punk show happening. And when it was all over, I go like walk into the bathroom and there's all these girls in like, raver makeup like super neon colored bathing suit type outfits and i was like what is happening they were not at the show and there's another side to the bar i guess that we're having some kind of rave dance party <laughs> it was like i walked out of a door and ended up on another planet the bathroom was the mesh point between the two worlds there yeah it was real weird <laughs> <laughs> um oh let's see i feel like i'm rambling but there's been so much amazing stuff happening here have i mentioned i love it here i've picked up on that (laughs) there's just such amazing people around and um it was great when i was at the brisbane pinball club um some of the guys that organized like this big thank you card for uh, lambo who organizes a lot of the events here just to say thank you for everything that he does in the community and i have to say yes he's been so welcoming to me and helpful answering questions and he puts on a lot of the stuff here but it was really nice to see the community 
doing something for for someone who's TDing and doing stuff that's usually a pretty thankless job. So <laughs> yeah, usually they're just complained about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, he does an amazing amount of stuff for pinball in in this community um, between Brisbane and Gold Coast stuff and he helps organize a lot of the big tournaments here. So thanks to Lambo for everything that he does. Um, and it was really nice to see that card that everyone put together for him. So excellent community. Oh, okay. So now one of my favorite things that's happened since I got here. <laughs> um, so Dave, who I mentioned, who's one of the operators at Netherworld, he has his shed, AKA Dave's arcade, um, he's a bit out of town, but every Thursday he opens up so people can go play his games, including his Defender. <laughs> I finally got to play Defender Pinball. Um, I've been able to play that at, uh, well, the former Pinagogo show, but yeah, it's not one you run across every day. No, it's amazing. It's really interesting kind of all the different stuff that you have to be keeping track of. And uh, I managed to put together a really good game on it. He is a very patient uh, and gracious <laughs> coach slash host. Um, his whole place was amazing. His lineup is so good. Uh, he has a gorgeous firepower. He's got a great TX sector. And he turned the volume up for me per request. That's the best. Yes. <laughs> I turned it on and I start go to start playing. I was like, no, this will not stand. So I was like, Dave, something's wrong with TX Sector. Just it's not hurting like, my ears. Turn yeah, it up. <laughs> it's too quiet. Yeah, so he fixed that right up, which was awesome. I missed out. Yeah, I missed the one that Double Danger used to bring around to the shows where they would uh, <gasps> yes, crank like it up and then also have the sub. Yeah. <laughs> so good. The worst was at Pinburg last year because there was a TX sector that was really quiet and it was right by a fishtails that was incredibly loud. Oh, that's not a good trade. No, I was like, I shouldn't be playing TX Sector and all that I can hear is the sound of casting. Yeah. Yeah. No, no good. But um, yeah, he also has an Excalibur, which I've never played before. He has a Dungeons and Dragons, a Space Invaders. He's got Adam's family. Um, that's the one from Netherworld that he's working to fix up. So this is also his shop and his arcade um and then he's got a bunch of other arcade games he has a four-player pong like coffee table kind of game setup very cool and he just you can tell how much he loves his games and takes pride in how well they work and i just had the best time it was so much fun so that's been a highlight that for me awesome. for sure i love yeah i love coming across kind of some of the more eclectic um, collections because a lot of collections are kind of similar as, as you kind of go around but it's really cool to find unique ones oh hiccup <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely and then um, Iron Maiden arrived 
to both time zone locations. So the one in Surfer's Paradise and the one in Cooley. So Dr. John and I went to go play, met up with Peter and got some games in there. Um, so it was Dr. John's first time playing Iron Maiden. I did terribly, so we'll not <laughs> dwell on that too much. But uh, It's nice that you let him feel like he was... <laughs> beating you there right that's that's it that's exactly what it was um and then a new pinball spot opened in brisbane so it's walking distance from netherworld went and checked that out it's called pinball house and it's not a bar it's like coffee and uh like candy and snacks just like soda type things and a whole lot of jerky <laughs> <laughs> like every every advertisement for the place leads with the jerky so if you eat that kind of thing if you're into some jerky slash pinball crossover action go check out pinball house <laughs> um, there you go i've been there twice now to to play it so we went i think it was the day after they opened um i was going to my second footy match since I've been here. So I went to Australian um, Australian Rules football matches. The first one I went with my friend John and with Lambo, and we went to go see the Brisbane Lions. That's the team that I started going for like back in 2004 when I was here the first time, and they were actually in the finals. So I managed to find pinball people who were interested in going to watch games with me, which is really exciting because I'm not usually a sports person, just a giant uh, nerd. I'm Sydney Swans or nothing, so. <laughs> All right. All right. You know what you're talking about. That's good. Um, so the first one we met up at Pincadia um, and saw Dave and Tanya and played some games there before we headed over to the match. And it was sad. I was sad. The, the Lions haven't been doing very well. But this was apparently the best they've played so far all season. It was the first time they broke 100 points all season. So they, they're like, you can't leave. You have to stay now. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> no problem. You mildly inspired them. <laughs> um, and they were tied down to like the last 90 seconds or something. And they lost by seven points. Oh. Heartbreak and woe. It's okay. <laughs> but had a lot of fun. And then um, I went to go see um, the Melbourne um, Gold Coast game with Jimmy from Netherworld and headed over to Pinball House before that and then went to Netherworld after that. We were kind of... Um, one of, they do those pins there, the pennies, so you can collect right. the pins if you hit a certain score on a certain machine. And the newer one is the Star Wars pin. So I was, I had been talking to my friend Hugh when he was playing because he was having like not quite hitting the score. So I um, introduced him to the Church of Han, as my friend John calls it, um, and High Fighters and. With me standing there coaching, this isn't me actually playing because I can't do this myself, but I got him to 1.9 billion points. Well, there you go. Yeah. 
So I felt pretty good about that. Your profession, pin- pinball coach. <laughs> no, no, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> but at least uh, do as I say, not as I do, because that's a disaster. You know, if you took the average NBA coach and you put him out on the floor, they're going to get demolished. Like they're just, it's not going to go well. Right. But you put them in a suit and tie and they tell people how to put the ball in the basket make nice passes and dunk shots it it goes well see i thought that i was okay at the coaching thing and then uh i was playing after the game yesterday with my friend john and our friend tyson who also works there and john was coaching tyson and i was like you are a much better coach than i am (laughs) like he knows a lot more about the game his knowledge base goes deeper than mine does so um, I'll have to defer to him. That's all right. Wise wise man knows when it's time to defer, right? Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. So We'll say that. <laughs> so yeah, and then we're playing a bunch at Dr. John's house and I don't know, just having a really wonderful time. It's been fantastic. It's good. It's it was it's good time to have this all happen for you too so yeah absolutely so that's i think that's what's been going on that's a lot of stuff what what have you been up to in pinball and um, fishing so raising new baby takes a lot of time so there's been that um i did just like the other day i was sitting at my desk just before lunch and thought i have to go play some pinballs so i went down um to a location that's near my work and um just kind of went down the line playing the games um i it i'm gonna blame it on the fact that it's almost two in the morning but i can't remember there was your friend that was passing through from portland it's where i referred him to go and um i hadn't played the newest code on guardians of the galaxy so i haven't played that um just missed the grand champion by like not a lot. Mm-hmm. It was close. Um, but I don't know. Like I just, I don't think I'll ever like that game. I, I it's, but it's evolved to the point where I don't hate it anymore. Um, it's not for a lack of understanding of it. It's just really just pedestrian to me, but it's okay. It's, it's fine. It's a, it's a okay pinball machine. So <laughs> I've made my peace with it. It doesn't, well, sometimes it can make you angry. And you make the orb shot and it decides to throw the ball straight the out lane. I still think that stuff sucks. I hate that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so I played that. I had some big games and some of the other stuff I played. Um, but I was, you know, just getting that antsy pinball feeling where I hadn't played and I had to get out. And I haven't been able to get to any um, of the local events, so... I've got a lot of catching up to do uh, on that front. And then I've, as I've looked ahead, I already know I'm missing the end of month tournament. I'm going to be out of town, which is bad because I've missed the last like three or four. And I kind of want to compete in the SCS again, but I can see that it's going to get tough because I missed the league. I've missed the monthlies. And uh, like I said, I'm missing the next one. And then, We've got the Salt Lake Gaming Con, which is mostly video game focused. And last year, 
uh, we did a pinball event there and um, we're doing it again this year and we're trying to get a distributor or two to come out, bring games and um, we're getting closer to making that happen. But this whole gaming con takes place on the weekend that's right after the 4th of July. So it's like the 6th, 7th and 8th or something. I might be out of town for that too. So that would be really bad because I love supporting that event. Um, we had people who were just losing their mind at seeing free play pinball machines. Um, so, so many people talked about how they used to play it growing up and all that stuff. So it's going to be a bummer if I miss that event. I'm going to try to make it. But um, other than that, I've got my TNA coming soonish. I've, I've been watching the production numbers of what's shipped, and I'm 165, my number, and I know they've been shipping in the um, 150s now. Nice. So any day now, I'll get that little email that says, Uh-oh. So anyway, uh, total nuclear annihilation is going to be <laughs> ready soon and I'm very excited for it. Um, I'm not much of like a mod guy, like certain games I'll put certain key ones on, but yeah. with this one, I just think my excitement has overwhelmed me. So I've got the inner art blades ordered. I've got the shaker motor ordered, um, plastic protectors, but I think that's just a smart idea anyway. They'll do them at factory. But I even did speaker lights, and that's one I usually don't do, but they programmed them so well with the game. I'm like, screw it. Put them on. Yeah. So um, I'm guessing within a couple of weeks, I'll, mine should be in production. So fun stuff. Nice. That's exciting. I know. Um, and then beyond that, I'm trying to get my plans solidified for Pinball Showdown. And uh, I'm trying to figure out you know, who's driving what out there. Cause if there's no open space coming back in someone else's car, um, to help bring the evil Knievel back, I'm going to drive out there so I can make sure I bring it back. Yes. Um, yeah, if I drive, um, I'll take something with me. And right now I would like to take the heavy metal meltdown. And that means I got to start the playfield swap and fixing up of that. Cause I bought it as a project, but it came with an extra playfield. And uh, it's been in my garage. I just have not had an opportunity to get to it. But I got a lot of other stuff done this week. It was a very productive non-pinball week. So oh. got that things done. exciting and then it was not exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I should be able to start that playfield swap here this next week. So that'll be good. Sweet. Everyone Excellent. loves doing a playfield swap right before a show. Everyone and... loves doing a playfield swap, period. 
<laughs> they're so i mean some people love them and i guess i used to um because i used to do it a lot i used to do you know the total teardowns and clean every little screw and uh i mean i used to do restores and stuff but i just maybe it's just lack of time i just want to play so spending you know 20 hours to tear down a play field and clean everything and put it back together um i don't have enough time that i can do that and play regular regularly so it'll just cut into my play time but it's okay um it should be fun that's a game that you don't see too often so uh just getting that working again and and uh-oh what'd you do sorry uh one of dr john's daughters is in the house with her friend and everyone else is like next door and they're playing hide and seek and one of them just popped out of a random closet in the room <laughs> i don't even know how she got there <laughs> but she's probably winning is- there's like a big skeleton in front of the door. So when the skeleton starts moving, it was the whole deal. That's kind of awesome. I think you should go get the Xena sword so you can feel safe. Oh my god, the Xena sword is amazing. So I should just, go get it. Just go Break get it. And just Break keep it on your side. Hide and seek. <laughs> Hide and scare Jessica. Um yeah. So that's about it. I can't think of much else that's been going on other than tallying votes for whatever we're going to call this Mount Rushmore pinball thingy. But um, response was really good on that. We got a ton of people that filled out the form. Hopefully uh, anybody interested that wanted to vote in that did. Um, if not, um, the link's on our Facebook page and I'll, I'll, I'll also take votes and it'll sway conversation obviously because this is supposed to be representative of the community but um to show that why don't you and i let's get the first face chiseled up on the mountain and um do you want to reiterate uh what's going on here yes what's going on yes so we're going to um come up with who we believe along with the help of the community and who they believe would appear on pinball's Mount Rushmore. So for all of our international friends, I'm sure you've seen pictures of Mount Rushmore, the uh, mountain in South Dakota in the United States. It's got the president's faces chiseled into it. There are four of them and we're going to pick four people from pinball's present and history that we feel would be most deserving to have their face chiseled into a mountain and a monument to them for all eternity be created in the form of t-shirts. So (laughs) once we get the four people selected, um, as I mentioned, I'll I'll get some shirts and posters or whatever made of it. Um, I'm trying to find the artist for that now, but um, when we sell those, we'll use the proceeds to support, pinball related charities um like project pinball or pinball outreach project and it should be great so it's meant to be fun um hopefully 
if one of the faces someone wants on there doesn't make it, they're not hurt by it too much. But uh, if you're invested emotionally in this, I would suggest you get your votes in. So um, <laughs> find the link on our Facebook page and fill it out. It's open format. And the way it works is you name five people. I know we're only selecting four, but this lets you select five and you put them in order of importance. So your votes are weighted by your first choice, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Um, I thought that would be fun because people could emphasize their votes. It actually turned out to be a nightmare for tallying votes. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was more work for yourself. I couldn't just like, yeah, I couldn't just export all of the results and then sort by name and then count them because I had to take into account where they appeared in the list. So stupid right. me. Um, That's what you get for trying to be accommodating. I know, I know. I, in the end, I think it's it's for the better. It just was not for the better on the counting side. Uh, so let's pick a face today. And the way that we'll do it this week, and we're going to get more selfish as this goes on. But the final week, um, when the final face is chosen, that'll be done at the live show in Denver. But we'll pick one tonight, and then we'll pick one on the next show. And um, get the third one picked just before the Denver show as well. But We'll pick from the top three vote getters tonight, this morning, whatever we're calling the time of day we're at now. <laughs> um, so these are our top three, and we got to settle on one. And it doesn't mean that the, the other two three, can't. Top yeah. three from the ones that have come in since our last show. Yes. Um, and so if one of these three gets picked it doesn't mean that the other two can't make it later on we're just solidifying one of these now so the three that we're going to argue about we have roger sharp steve kordek and lyman sheets um this is kind of cool because you have a designer with steve kordek designed a hojillion games um and we he's he's kind of one of the sort of founding fathers i guess of pinball um we have lyman sheets uh by many people's opinions you know the greatest or one of the best two or three uh programmers that we've had in pinball and he's still working at stern and then roger sharp you know he's done so much for the pinball hobby as a community member um, and as you know he's been employed by pinball as well but he's he's just done a lot for a lot of people a lot of organizations roger sharp's great he's got an awesome mustache <laughs> oh look really good in in stone it would have to think about you know visually yeah so there are a lot of votes for gary stern and i'm not opposed to gary stern but he's kind of got that wild Einsteinian hair at times. So yeah. that, that would be a chiseler's. Uh, that, that's that's going to be tough. Luckily, I'm just going to get a caricature artist most likely. But um, <laughs> So of these three, uh, do you have a, a first um, thing? I, we're going to have to argue about this. Kind of like how you know other shows argue and they have debate. We've been way too agreeable lately. So. <laughs> you just want to fight. I am in super chill out mode, so less fighty than you are, but that's fine. We can, I'm yeah. sure, 
find something to argue about. Um, this is a good thing to argue about. So. so when people submit these, do they have the ability to submit reasons why they're submitting that person? Yeah, they're open forms, and a lot of people did do that. So with Steve Kordek, and that's who um, actually was the top vote-getter, which I was surprised. I thought it would be – because a lot of the people who participate in these usually are more, I'd say, newcomers to the hobby. So I thought it was going to be real heavy on – you know, uh, Steve Ritchie or, you know, John Borg. I thought it'd be recent um, well, designers. Not not that those guys are thing. new to the industry, but they're active now. Um, Steve Kordak obviously passed away uh, a couple of years ago. But um, his idea of putting the flippers at the bottom of the game was kind of a big deal. So right. that, that changed that, the game. We don't have pinball like we know pinball. Right. Plus just the amount of mentoring he did for a lot of today's designers and a lot of the big time um, designing that went on through, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s. So th those are a little bit of his merits. Um, if we talk about Lyman, uh, he was one of the first programmers that really started adding a lot of complexity to code or I don't know how to explain what I think he did, but he really got away from the hit X three times to start mold that um, really did persist deep into the 90s. Um, and his games always did. He did do that, but he did a lot of other just kind of really fun imaginative rules. Um, he's not the only one that's done that, but um, it's kind of come to the point now that if Lyman's on a game, you know, the rules at least are going to be fun. And then right. Roger Sharp, obviously he's famously made the shot that everyone says saved pinball by uh, testifying in New York that it was a game of skill and not a game of chance. And he called his shot and he made his skill shot to prove that he had control over where the ball was going and it wasn't randomized. Um, and that's, not the beginning of, nor the end of his contributions. He's had many. So, what? We... What do you? What's that? Sorry, um, I was going to say. Can we go back to Lyman for a second? I feel yeah. like I hear Lyman's name so much more because when a game comes out and the code, you know, either isn't complete or people have feedback that can make the game better, when it's a game that Lyman's coded he makes it better even if that's not the game that he's working on currently or the game that he's being paid to work on like he goes back and makes sure that his games and the coding on those games is awesome yeah he very um, much cares about um the game beyond it being his job like he has a real passion about these games and he does love them and he wants to see them the best that they can be which is amazing. And if everyone took that approach, not just pinball, to, but to everything that they were doing, if they wanted to be 100% satisfied with things and make sure that their work was, you know, outstanding and up to date, think about how much better things would be. I don't know. Oh, I, I know. still, every time I start cranking up and immediately drain my ball on Metallica, which I do every time <laughs> I start cranking up, 
and that ball just sails back into the upper lanes, I have to say, thanks, Lyman, <laughs> like every <laughs> yeah. time. Just the little yep. things that he does that make a huge difference, but just the pride that he takes in his work and going back to make sure that the game is as much fun and as interesting and as polished as it can be, that's massive. Right. And and there's games that have come out that were not great out of the gate. Like you just mentioned Metallica. That game was n- not great when it was released. It had a solid layout, but uh, very weak on the rule side. But Lyman stuck with it. He made it awesome. Uh, Spider-Man's another one that when it first came out, it was just a very nice layout. Nothing there um, beyond that. And then he made it awesome. Um, so he does do that. And a lot of it he's done on his own time, which I think is also worth appreciating. So Definitely. So there's Lyman. Is he, is he the one that you would pick of these three? See, that's really, that's tough because, I mean, when we're talking things as basic as flippers go on the bottom of, of the play fields, like, yeah, that's... Um, it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, that's massively important and I think, you know, has a place for what we're talking about here in terms of foundations of pinball. I think that that's a huge one. Um yeah. So, I I mean, I like both of those options. Not that there's anything wrong with Roger Sharp on, on there, but I'm, you know, for me, I'm feeling super drawn towards the other two. What are your thoughts right out of the gate? So, when I saw these three, um, my first thought was, like, it's got to be Steve Kordek. I took a second to get that going. <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture of this so I can send you what I'm looking at right now. It's very majestic. <laughs> oh, hey, Dr. John's here. Say hey, Dr. That sound John. follows him everywhere when he walks into a room, right? <laughs> Hello. Oh, yeah. what are you doing here? No, <laughs> that he was just for you. Here. I just thought I should, should serenade you after the last episode. That was beautiful. You like um, that? It, it had a little bit of a kind of a sputtery, wet start there. But then when you, <laughs> when you hit your groove, it was, I, it was beautiful. Oh Thank gosh. you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> are we all good? We're wounded warriors over here at the moment. Jessica may have admitted what happened last night. Oh, no, I didn't talk about that. Oh, you haven't talked about that. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She had some liquid refreshment in Brisbane, and I had some liquid refreshment on the Gold Coast, and so we're (laughs) we're both being a little timid now. But you still crushed it with that that performance. Like a great rock star, you know. (laughs) For my art. For my art. Yeah. Okay, wait, you should I mean, Slash never took the stage. No, fully, you know, <laughs> fully comprehensive no, uh, in his faculties. What are my thoughts? I don't know. Yeah, Many. yeah, Jeff, let, let him know the, the votes for the for the mountain. Okay, yeah, so we're picking one of these three people to be the first of the faces on Pinball's Mount Rushmore. Ooh. And we've got 
now we're not eliminating two here. We're just choosing one. The other two still go in the pool for later consideration, but we've got Roger Sharp, uh huh, Lyman Sheets, and Steve Kordak. Ooh, tough. <sighs> and so in chronological order, it would be Steve Kordak, which would get the number one Guernsey, I think. But no one would recognize him. The other two have I, memorable faces. I, I wouldn't know what Steve Kordak looked like. It, it depends on which um, stage of his life. I mean, I, I think if you saw a picture of him, you'd recognize him. Um, just from the fact that his pictures have been on like pinball news and, you know, pin game journal and stuff like that. But yeah, because Lyman and Roger are still showing up places and Mm -hmm. in interviews all the time, they are much more memorable. But but I think uh, uh, in order of importance, earliest would be Steve. Yeah. With Flipper, et cetera, and development of, of the game as we know it. Yeah, of the three, he's more, and I was saying this earlier, kind of a founding father of pinball type. Mm -hmm. Yep, start chiseling. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) Do you know a good chiseler? Is that what they call them, chiselers? (laughs) Some would call them sculptors, but you can be a chiseler if you like. (laughs) I like chiseler. (laughs) Uh, are they still sculptors if they're like using the entire face of a mountain though i mean that's yes (laughs) i i think they're chiselers at that okay chisel sounds like something out of the sting but anyway or the sting really bad the sting like he can't speak australian Paul Redford, Robert Robert Redford and Paul yeah yeah i love that movie that'd be a great pinball machine weren't they chiselers Robert Redford would look good up on the pinball mountain (laughs) Very he looks like Brad Pitt in that movie. He looks like he's been chiseled currently. <laughs> he only lives old. about... He's getting a bit old. Oh, don't be rude then. Right. He lives about 25 miles from me. Oh. I should go say hi. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> Send John's regards. <laughs> we share a passion for fly fishing, so... Ah, there you go. Cool. Anyway. Uh, okay. Now your your vote's you. been noted. <laughs> I, I, I am leaning Steve Kordek as well. Okay, the men of taste. Well, that was. But my Jessica could thing just throw a wrench in this. No, that was my initial reaction, also. But I also think that there's a place on there for Lyman. Well, there's four spots. Is it four spots up for grab? Did yep. four Rush, spots, well, yes. wasn't Rush, I can't speak. I'm mean, wounded. Wasn't Mount Rushmore <laughs> supposed to have a fifth face, but they ran out of time or money? Um, I should know since it's American history. You think and... so? <laughs> I've defected, but so Jeff, you're responsible for this. When it comes down to it, I don't want to look at things how they sh- they could have been. I look at how things, you know, how they are. Right. So, um, we have four. I, originally, I wanted to do five because that's more of a pinball number. You know, you have three ball or five ball, mm. and um, five would be suitable. I think five would be good as the original planning yeah. of Mount Rushmore. You'll find. Right. See, we're so we'll plan on five and settle on four. Yeah, yeah, we'll run out of people. <laughs> <laughs> they realize that was a lot of work. <laughs> There's not enough yeah. chiselers for five. Uh, can you reassure Jeff? I haven't got two beers in my hand at the moment. <laughs> no, I but see a third. Still... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> One, one's on his head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Right, you it doesn't count if they're in those little hats with the straws in them. Drink to forget. Oh, those oh. are classy. Drink to forget the drinking. Yeah. Uh, he's got to forget the TNA beating he took. Oh! <laughs> I, I refuse uh, to admit that happened because I can't remember it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't dispute your fact there i'm sure you don't remember it <laughs> as on holidays you were nah, you were you were still well under control um, i'm not gonna let you take that victory from me so. <laughs> it was very close to it was like a thousand points that's what made it so great there you go i'm glad you remember it must have meant something it's funny because i still haven't met jeff what <laughs> oh. You beat me. You'll be disappointed. I oh. mean, what? Did, did I say that? <laughs> Most people, when I shake their hand, they just go, "Really? <laughs> That's him? That's really? All That's all you get?" <laughs> I won't be disappointed. He's gonna have my evil Knievel in the back of his car. Oh, yeah. I know. It's gonna have. By the time it gets to you, it's gonna be all purple LEDs, even the inserts. <laughs> As it should. Killing me. Purp it so, up. Purp it up. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna get some yeah, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you two put... return to your format. I'm just gonna make some dinner for my children. All right. And for your lovely wife and mother. Play yourself and out. Mother. And it's Mother's Day. Yay! Yay! Yay. 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 Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs> That's uh, like in the like morning. Stairs. That closet Sorry. kept opening. Yeah, <laughs> the skeleton was shaking. It was great. Okay, hi. <laughs> okay, that's cat. like that's like the morning uh, drive show radio when like the um, unexpected. Uh, I don't want to say celebrity because I I don't want him to feel all you know high and mighty, but they get the the guest in the studio that wasn't planned, and they come in and just stir things up for a little bit. <sighs> that's Doctor John. I'm sending you this picture <laughs> of him playing. Of him playing. I all of a sudden there was just a didgeridoo in my face. So, is that like um, we know that you know it's the stereotypical? Oh my goodness, <laughs> um, Australian thing. Hey, I see he's got a pink panther play filled there. Um, it's a tilt cycle. It lights up. It's real good. Oh yeah, I actually remember him posting pictures of that. So in the in in the United States, we get a recorder and we learn to play hot cross buns in second grade. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of wondering if this is their version of hot but. cross buns. It just they don't get the recorder in right. in there. They, they get, get the they get the didgeridoo. Yeah, that was that was pretty impressive. I'll say. Okay, so are we good going with Steve Kordak then? For yeah, face number I, one? I think that that's an excellent choice. I do too. And you know what? We just made Ryan Clayter happy because he wants like all the old timers, you know, Harry Mab, Steve Kordick, and uh, Wayne Neans. So he's going to be happy about this pick. So we made at least one person happy with it. But excellent. Everyone he was on most ballots, actually. To you. He was on most ballots, so... Far more than Lion Man, who did appear a few times as well. So, okay, face number one, Steve Kordek. 
Oh, Steve. We have an entire episode called Thanks, Steve. And it was when he passed away. So. Hmm. Well, then this seems quite fitting. It is. Stephen Francis Cordek, face number one on, according to the votes, Mount Flipmore. <laughs> There's still time. Or send in your suggestions. Um, was, Plunger Peak. Plunger Peak. I like Plunger Peak. Yeah. That's um, my favorite so far. Yeah, whoever put in Balsack, it's not going to get it. it like, <laughs> well, we're not calling it that. I mean, I guess we won't. But I appreciate that they put it in. Um, <laughs> just to give you an idea of some of the names that we're seeing that are showing up often <laughs> on these on these votes. Uh, so obviously we saw a lot of Roger, Lyman, Steve Kordak, um, Harry Williams, um, Steve Ritchie showing up quite a bit. Uh, Roger Sharp, I just mentioned that. I don't know why I did it again. Uh, Gary Stern, um, Harry Mabs. Um, Someone voted, this is in one of the ballots, it's called John Papadoop, Kevin Kulik, Andrew Highway, John Trudeau. Uh, wow. Um, seen some Keith Elwins, Bowen, Brian Eddy, George Gomez, Pat Lawler. Um, there's actually a lot of people put names in there. I'm really happy for whoever put Nick Baldridge in. I'm guessing that was Don, because he does that, but... There's a lot of responses, so I can't go through them all. But this should be fun. Say, cool, we did it. We didn't fight. You really wanted to fight. Oh, and there's only, maybe maybe on the next episode. Uh Uh-oh. I think we'll have have to. a glimpse of our future? Is it something super divisive? No, it's just that with each name that we have to settle on, it gets a little bit more big time. That's There's true. Less room. We have, yeah, less spaces left. So, and then on the last selection, it's going to be, you know, Denver choosing it. But based on, we'll bring the pool of names for him to choose from. But, um, I mean, we we'll could get like. it down. Yeah. We're not, we're not walking out with uh, some, some sort of troll pick. So. <laughs> Maybe that should be the fourth face, one of the medieval madness trolls. <laughs> oh man. The, or or uh, Rudy from Funhouse. See, I think that that would be a good choice. Yeah, I was. That might actually be kind of cool. What would be the most memorable face from like a pinball machine? I mean, that's, I think that that's a Rudy good question. Is, is very. Iconic, Elvira. Ooh, that's a good one. She's on a. Yeah, that's a good pick. She's gonna be on a um, third machine if that's still ha- is that still happening? Yes, it is, and okay. she said that it's likely to come out towards the end of this year or in 2019. But um, supposedly, she was doing the voiceover for that like this week or last week. So yes. it's actually actively happening. So. Cassandra, if um, you listen to this, I adore you. We all do. So I'm excited to see how that happens. I don't believe in the whole spirit animal thing, but if I did, my spirit animal is Elvira. 
<laughs> your animal is a person is a character that's good <laughs> but she'd look great on that mountain yeah yeah she would and her like with her really tall hair yes. would just like stick out way up above um actually i have a couple of questions from listeners which we'll save for the next show but i do want to tease that we'll start doing those again um oh, yeah send us questions please yeah so one thing though that that scott texted me he just had for a for a podcast question um there's one that he mentioned that would have been i think we're gonna have to do this as a topic or as a featured five but um recently um this Lipin podcast had jeff from pinball pimp on and so Scott asked, like, if we were to pick any game to be restored between like 1976 and 1984, what would we pick if we could get a full restoration done? Um, Fathom would be my pick probably, but I'd, I'd need to think about it because like Stargazer would be pretty rad. Um, so maybe that's something we can think on and bring to a later show. Okay. What fully restored game? And we, we can expand the range. Let's just take any classic or any game, whatever, whatever game you'd want fully restored. Um, but the one that he did ask that maybe we can talk about is, um, is there a game out there that you have not reached or wizard mode on that you would like to? Like, is there one out there that haunts you, that you chase, or you just really love to see that you haven't been able to get to? Um, well, I was just talking to my friend John about how I've lit... Uh, the wizard mode on theater of magic several times and have never collected it because then it gets down to like this pressure of like, Oh my gosh. Okay. This is one shot. I just need this one <laughs> shot. I hit the shot all the time. I should be able to hit the shot. Right. Brick, 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 yeah. brick, brick, brick. Yeah. yeah. That's a good you? one though. Um, for me, I would love to on three balls with, you know, one or two extra ball limit setting, get to the end of wizard of oz um the path to get there is enormous though uh, it's it's crazy everything you need to do but i want to do it i want to make it happen um i think in order to do that i'm just gonna have to play that and nothing else for probably weeks but um <laughs> every time i see something new in that game and it surprises me it's so exciting it's, it's so distinct from the other stuff i've been seeing that I just want to see, you know, the rest of it. So yeah. mine, mine would definitely be getting through the end of Wizard of Oz. Hmm. But I told you about my new personal rule about hating on games though, right? Like what? if I'm going to come out strong against a game, yeah. I have to either grand champion the game or get to the wizard mode of the game. Um, so if I'm going to hate it, I'll at least have seen everything it has to offer. Um, though I can't think of any examples of a game that I hate until I get to the wizard mode, then it turns <laughs> awesome. I just don't, I don't know about that, uh -huh. but I feel like being fair to myself and my pinball opinions, that's my self-imposed rule. So Interesting. it made me start liking Aerosmith. Honestly, I, I did not like Aerosmith hard, like at all when it came out. I didn't, I thought it was just kind of lame but forcing myself to play through it and get to know how to get through the modes um 
I found that it's just it's a pretty fun game. It's not one that I chase after and go buy or drive long distances to go play, but if it's there, I'm I'm gonna play it. I actually enjoy it now. So that's mm-hmm. the reason the rule exists. See, I'm not a big fan, but um you know, maybe that would change. Yeah. It's a frustrating game though. So I will concede that I still think it's frustrating. You have people complaining about like having to listen to Iron Maiden when they play the game. I don't want to have to listen to Aerosmith. I don't either. Um, If I'm in a quiet room, then that would annoy me. Like if I'm in a room full of pinball machines, I'll step up to it. But yeah, I prefer not to hear the music either. Yeah, I definitely, um, that's a game when I would put headphones on with other music in order to play a game. If I was going to put time down on it, yeah, I would need to do something. Yeah, I do as well. Uh, There's a few games that I just don't like listening to. That's 100% the case for that game. Um, I I don't like the music on Fishtails at all, so we talked about that earlier in the show, but... um, I prefer to hear something else. Uh, Tells from the Crypt I don't like hearing because it just is so assaulting. But I think we talked about that on our early episode, games with sound that we didn't like. But that's a negative topic. We're positive now. so Super positive. Well, we were playing at um, the we were. I was saying that uh, Scared Stiff is one of my favorite games for call-outs and sounds and stuff. And... Um, when you know you get boogeyman boogie my friend john was just laughing and i was like it's a great part of the game when it gets all disco-y and then we were playing monster bash which again has some of the best sounds it does yeah Yeah. so there are Um, a lot of good ones out there oh man both elvira's the sound is just incredible like Elvira and the Party Monsters have one of my favorite soundtracks in all of pinball. It's so fun and bouncy and cool. And then all the call-outs are great. But yeah, then Scared to Death takes it all to a new level. Just makes me, yeah, like you, I'm excited to see Elvira 3. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, I'm going to do a little, let's see, one week, two week, three, four weeks from today i'll be in denver so it's actually less than four weeks so it'll start so i'm about three and a half weeks till i get to play iron maiden for sure i'm hoping to find a chance to play it before that point but yep that's that feels like a long time to wait but i'm dying to play that game i haven't played it since it was archer so it tells you how long it's been and everyone i talk to seems to like it so yeah i am still enjoying it very much i'm not doing well at it but i'm enjoying it um could not put together a game when we went to go play it on the gold coast um peter and dr john were putting up some decent games peter especially uh he got cyborg multi-ball a couple times when we were there which was cool to watch because i definitely haven't gotten there yet yeah, I'm excited. Um, I wanted to go out to one of the launch parties in Denver, but life, you man, life. So, last thing, did I mention uh, the last show or the show before that I was looking at 
possibly doing an exterior building for my pinball and arcade machines? No. So that was an idea I had when we first moved into this house and I had it all bitted out and I was just about to pull the trigger and I was worried that if I moved the games out of the house, I wouldn't play them that often. But now that like space has become a real issue and I have like 12 games downstairs, I have five in the garage, I have one at my brother's house, I would much rather be able to have them all set up together. So I'm looking at it. Um, it wouldn't happen immediately, but a longer term plan is to do that, like have a external climate controlled pinball and arcade room. So that would that be would fun, be wouldn't amazing. it? Amazing. I'm so just... see, then I would have a reason to come visit. I'll give you a key. You don't even have to say hi to me. You just Oh, come excellent. Play. Yeah, this is yep. this is a wonderful plan. Let's do this. Yep. You can even <laughs> you know, sleep out there. I'll I'll put put a little roll away Murphy bed. Oh, I'll put a Murphy bed in the wall. That's what I'll do. Sounds so. good. Um, I'm out of stuff for tonight and I got to go to bed, but do you have anything else? No, because I just saw a picture of the cheese that's out there and I'm going to go eat some of it. You can go get it. Okay, you go get on that cheese. <laughs> I will get on um, the cheese. You go get on that bed. Yes. Yes. Sweet sleep. <laughs> like I said, I was up super early this morning, so. Thanks for staying um, up late to record and stuff because, you know, time zones are fun. Yeah, they're a real thing, so. But I, from being in the future, currently, I can tell you that it's amazing here. I can't and wait to get you'll there. You'll really enjoy it when, when you yeah, get Yeah, I better be really tired when I get to your time <laughs> tomorrow, but it's okay. It'll be all right. It's all going to be good. And thanks, Miles, my baby, for not crying during the show, but Woo! that should happen any minute now, so. All right, then. Um, go interact with us on Facebook or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> like so and subscribe. Support our sponsors. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye.